All right. Well, we are entering new territory, if we are being completely honest here, Steve. And that is with this new transfer portal window with the given times that we now have. We have a 30-day window right after championship selection, and then there's a 15-day uh, selection later on in May during spring spring games. This is for college football, right? Now, this these windows happen in all of the major sports, uh, but in this aspect, what we're talking about here is college football. I got some numbers in front of you here, and then I'm going to ask you a question, Steve, because this is really something that's on my mind, and I'd like to hear your take on it. The okay. accurate transfer portal numbers, you know, the portal did open on December 5th, and on December 5th, there were over 3,300 players between FBS all the way down to Division Three who entered the transfer window. Now, obviously, this is a huge number compared to in times past. But if you remember uh, in years past before this year, you could enter the portal at any time. OK, so also right. there was a study that came out and that study stated that over 40 percent. Well, yeah, 47 percent of P5 scholarship players that entered the transfer portal ended up either dropping to FCS, not getting signed or going to a junior college. Now that usually means that they are dropping their scholarship and they might not have the opportunity to get another scholarship as well. So it's a big risk for not only you advancing your college career, but you know, obviously on the field as well. All right, there's my background. Now let me get into this question for you. We are seeing brand new territory at college football uh, with this transfer window. Is this hurting the game? And now before you get into it, the reason that I ask this question is because we are seeing 3,000 people enter the portal. We are only a few weeks before high school national signing day. And these coaches have basically, it looks like they're going to have to become general managers because they're going to have to flip their roster year after year. So as you can, might already hear my standpoint on this one. You might be surprised though, but your thoughts on why, do you think this is a good idea, bad idea, or is this, is this really impacting the game of college football? Um, I really like the idea, and it is impacting the the general scope of college football because now I think coaches have to pay attention to all of their players more from star quarterback on down to, you know, backup special teams guy because generally, especially at the Power 5 schools, these are players that are used to being – you know, uh, the, the, the big rooster in the barnyard, okay? So for them to now suddenly play not only a more limited role, but in many cases being pushed almost totally aside, I, I think it's harder for 17- and 18-year-old kids to accept that. So I can see why a lot of freshman players may do that. And I think it's really good for the Division Two and the Division Three players, and even the FCS, you know, players, because there are opportunities for them to move up in level. They were overlooked maybe during the recruiting process, and they only got limited scholarships. You know, uh, Cameron Ward of Washington State jumps out at my mind. You know, mm -hmm. he you know he went to Incarnate Word. He really wasn't. Um, heavily recruited now he has an opportunity he had an opportunity coming into the season to um to follow some coaches went to washington state so i think for the lower division players i, th I think it's really really impactful and it's great 
My problem with this is that too many players go into the, the transfer portal every year. So for me, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think, I think you should get one shot at it and that's so it. like you're talking about like a JT Daniels guy from West Virginia. You exactly going in for the third time into the portal. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I think you get one shot at it. If you're now, if you're a graduate transfer, then I think that's when you get your second chance at it. I, I, cause I think, okay, look, you're now taking graduate level classes and theoretically you are no longer an undergrad at your original, at your original school or even the school you've transferred in. So, okay, fine. You, you want to get that last year of eligibility and try to improve your chances to play pro ball somewhere at some level, whether it be, you know, uh, in Canada, in the States, whatever it would be, then that's fine. That's my only issue with this is now it's just like open, open season. And I mean, I, I know you, okay, you played high school ball, you know, especially at some of the private institutions that star players, somehow suddenly their parents suddenly get a job in a new town. So now suddenly, you know, they get to join these super teams and, you know, in high school athletic levels. I mean, I know it's really rampant here in, in Pennsylvania where I live uh, up in New York state where you grew up in Ohio. I mean, so I can only address specifically those areas. There has to be some kind of cap because you don't want it to be free agency. I mean, that that's not, I'm all for a player realizing, Hey, look, I might've made a mistake. Maybe give them an option to apply for a waiver. If you want a second one, if a coach leaves or something, you know, you have to have very specific circumstances. Okay. I'm okay with that. I don't want to see the turnover. I don't want to see the JT Daniels because I'm sorry, you know, he played for a team I follow pretty closely in college football in West Virginia. It's not the university's fault that you are not as good as you think you are. So, I mean, and maybe if you were more focused on proving yourself rather than, than always looking for an out or looking for excuse as to why you're not, fulfilling your potential. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get with the West Virginia deal with all of the changes, you know, with the athletic director and whether or not the coach is coming back. Okay. I can kind of understand that, but that's not why JT Daniels is transferring. He knows he's not going to start next year. So therefore I'm going to transfer now. There has to be, there has to be a limit. you got to cap it. Uh, I mean, they do that in, in, you know, in professional football, there's only so much movement, you know, that you can do. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to sign those rookie contracts and you've got to be there for X number of years, depending on what in what year you were drafted. I mean, what uh, round you were drafted. I'd like to see that kind of a deal. But overall, I think it's a positive thing. I'm kind of surprised that you don't like it as much. But I, I don't know if yeah. I would say I don't like it. I don't know if that's the word I would say. I would say that there are some concerning factors. And you definitely pointed out a few that I have concerns about. Um, you know, I will say, like, because JT Daniels is the guy who keeps coming up because he entered the portal uh, for this. He's entering the portal for the third time now. If you know you're not going to start and you only have one year left of eligibility, if why not go into the portal and try to find a spot, especially a guy who has the said potential, or at least we thought so coming out of high school. I mean, the guy was, you know, has gone to power five schools to power five school to possibly going to the NFL draft there. What it gets me is that the concern, everything's a risk. And obviously we know this, 
uh, when it comes to college football, when it comes to you know business, when it comes to life in general, any kind of decision is a risk. But when it comes to college football, for most of these players, especially at the D- Division One level, well, especially at the Power Five level, everyone's you know mindset is, can I go pro? Let's be honest. That is like probably yeah. ninety to ninety-five percent of the people's plan that's on their agenda. If you are playing for a Power Five school. It's in the back of your head. You want to go pro. Those scholarships are what help you get there. There was no way that I was going to pay for a four-year education. Scholarship is what would have helped me get there. Now, luckily, I had the military help me out with mine. Uh, However, again, college is expensive. So you go Mm -hmm. into this now, and just on December 5th alone, 467 Division One FBS scholarship players entered the portal. Now, if we go back to the research, about 47, 46, 47% of those people either drop down or lose their scholarship altogether or don't even get signed. You're saying over 200 of the players that we watched play this year in Power Five, in Group of Five, and the Independents will no longer be a part of those, those players because they decided to enter the portal, because they didn't like where they're at, and then they wound up getting a worse bid. It's a crazy risk. That's something that that concerns me, not just because of the play on the field, but because also this is messing with kids' lives now. We're talking about people messing with their scholarships and moving forward. They might have got bad advice. There's not really a lot of agents right now. These NIL deals can just throw money at you for no reason. You maybe see a brand new car shining up at you. This is the this is the farthest of SMU slander I'll go at for that one. But, uh, you know, regardless, <laughs> there is a lot of just concerns in that portion. But I will say I agree with you overall. I think the transfer portal is a fantastic thing. I mean, look at our Heisman Trophy winner right now. Caleb Williams is, came into the transfer portal because he his coach moved on. He went to USC, and that was a very good thing for him. I mean, USC wouldn't have been anything if it wasn't for the three offensive powerhouses they had all coming from the transfer portal with, with die with Addison and with Caleb Williams. So, uh, you know, the portal can do great things and can do great things fast. I don't think we even expected for a second uh, that when Lincoln Riley took over USC, that team was going to be good. And then the portal happened. Then we said, all right, my God, this, this might be a good team. You can flip a team so fast. That's why I kind of brought it up at the beginning we need to add a new position in college football because I don't think these coaches can go on the recruiting trail now um, as much as, as they have to. We're talking about three weeks before national signing day for high school recruits. And I feel like personally, if you haven't committed by now before this transfer window opened, you're probably really just crap out of luck or for the most part, because I feel like the majority of these coaches are going to be focused on these guys in the portal, not the high school recruits, unless you're a five-star guy, but you've already seen proven at a college level, they're going to probably focus on some of these college players. What I'm getting at, and I'll pass it over to you. What is your thoughts about, should they add another position, like maybe a general manager or something in that aspect? That's what seems like needs to happen, especially at these power five schools. You know, think about an Alabama or an Ohio state, for example, Alabama lost 11 players to the transfer portal just on the first day alone. Texas A&M lost 10. We know that. We know why they lost 10. Let's be honest. Texas A&M was terrible. I think they're actually leading the power five right now and, and teams coming in. But there's just a lot of concerns with can colleges handle the volume? And if not, what needs to be changed in order for that to happen? Uh, well, I think it has to be an institutional decision. 
I think you have a lot of athletic directors that have, you know, associate athletic directors that could be assigned just to that, you know, and, and whether it be you have a combined person for both men's and women's programs, because again, I mean, you know, on the basketball level, there's, there's even more, I, I want to say there were 4,900 transfer portal uh, players coming into the season for men's and women's college basketball. I'm not as worried about the schools or the institutions. Okay. They make plenty of money. They can figure it out on their own. What my primary reason for being a booster of this is that I think, especially for freshmen, it sounds great to be at this glamour school. If you're going to a small town or you know a rural area, and and you just don't fit into, you know, the lifestyle of the area, not just the school. I mean, you're kind of insulated because you're an athlete and you're sort of in your own dorms and things like that. But some people, you know, just don't want to, uh, are not comfortable in a small town setting a small college town setting, they like the city kind of action. So for you're asking a 17 or an 18 year old to make a life altering decision, it was wrong to have to then take a year of eligibility away from them when they decided, Hey, you know, uh, this is just, isn't for me. I don't like this coach or, you know, I, I'm not getting opportunities. I don't like, you know, where I'm going. I don't like, you know, the school. I love my teammates. I don't really like the school atmosphere. So I'm glad that got eliminated. Mm -hmm. So, so for me, that's why, I mean, I like that, you know, that transfer, especially for freshmen. Once you get past your freshman, I'll even say, you know, your sophomore year, you have an idea whether or not you have the ability to be a pro. So maybe you stick it out an extra year. And if you're still unhappy at the school or you still see your roadblock or you see someone transfer in suddenly taking what you thought would potentially be your job after one year serving as, you know, you know as a freshman, you know, serving the, the various roles. So you, maybe you hold on to that card and then transfer. So, so now, so now rather than it just being impetuous, Oh, I'm not getting playing time. I want to start here. I want to start there. That's where it becomes, I think, bad for the schools and bad for the programs and ultimately bad for the student. Cause if the student thinks they can just do that when they turn pro, they're not going to have that ability either. They're not going to control where they get drafted. I mean, sure. The super elite can try to play the bluff and say, well, I'm not going to play for this team. Odds are that's going to have you drop down the draft board unless you are literally in the top three or five picks. So I think it, it teaches these kids a lesson and they, and they they can then use this transfer portable portal more strategically to their benefit. I know you said you're worried about the students. Again, if you just let them move all over the place, I don't know that that's the best thing for the student. Okay, what all they're doing is they're running from a reality that perhaps they need to face relatively early in their college career. It doesn't mean that the door is closed to them. But now maybe they need to take it a little bit more seriously, you know, uh, about where they're going to transfer. I mean, I like the ideas of drop of kids maybe going to junior college and then coming back. I mean, that's that's different 
than a transfer portal. Dropping down, giving up your scholarship, dropping down uh, is a different scenario. But, I mean, I'm really okay with how it's happening. I, I just think there has to be a limit to make it manageable for these kids to not be able to just change their mind. Okay, it's not like you're, you're dropping sociology to take uh, whatever, you know, nuclear physics. It's not like that kind of a decision. You're, you have a scholarship to play football. And if you make a mistake, everybody makes mistakes. doesn't mean that you just keep bouncing around all the time. You're not really benefiting from that. So that's where I want to see the cap put in. Yeah, I'm interested in what can happen. And it really could happen with those classes, by the way, too, if you think about it. I know you just made it kind of like a joke about dropping sociology, but think about it. if you're transferring by so many, maybe some of those credits aren't transferring either. So, I mean, that's some, another aspect to keep about. Now, obviously, we only think about the college sports aspect here on Slasher U, but as a college athlete, you have other things to think about other than playing just on the field. You, We can tell that there's a lot that we're going to unpack between this transfer window. It's not going anywhere. So we're going to have a lot to talk about in months to come, especially when we get into baseball, basketball, with another 15-day window for football. We're going to have a lot coming at you with this transfer portal discussion. It's not going anywhere, folks. So if you have any thoughts or comments, let us know down below in the comment section hit like and subscribe if you're there it really helps the algorithm thank you so much uh and we'll be back here with another episode thank you for watching slasher you